Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in um, kind of gorgeous Seattle today. Yes, we yeah. did. I think we're going to have some nice weather this weekend. Uh, until no, Well, mixed rain and snow showers really? on Sunday. Snow showers on Sunday. Yeah, okay, right? So if I'm going to garden, I need to do it on Saturday is what you're telling me. Probably. And or say Punxsutawney Ooh, Phil today? so far is right. Who? Punxsutawney Phil. More six more weeks of oh, winter. He right, saw his course, shadow. The, the groundhog. The groundhog. I did see that on some news service. Yes, probably me. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's very nice. Yes, you. I'm sure that's what it was. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the show, everyone. Happy belated, happy Valentine's Day. I hope everybody had a lovely day yesterday. I was dancing with my dear friend Michelle at 7 a.m. at a Daybreaker in downtown so Seattle. Cool. Super so fun. Cool. You can go to my Instagram account and see us jumping up and down for a few moments. <laughs> Because she accurately videoed a moment of our dancing. Yeah, a Daybreaker is really fun. They have them all over the country. You can just Google Daybreaker. It'll show the cities that have them. And they do yoga between 6 and 7. We don't get up early enough to get to the 6 a.m. downtown Seattle yoga. Um, but we do dance for a couple hours afterwards at 7 and 9. They have dancing. And it's super fun. They have orange juice there and Kind bars and bananas, you know, to get your morning up. Get your morning, get your morning going. started right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds awesome. And on top of that, today is an eclipse. So happy eclipse day. New moon in Aquarius. Um, I think it's a little cray cray after the news yesterday. I was wondering why I wasn't super happy yesterday. Even Michelle goes, Are you having fun? I go, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun because I love to dance and I love that her husband was traveling and doesn't like to dance as much as she does because she becomes my official dance partner. Although he did text her while we were on the dance floor, where are you? What are you doing? I would have done like a video returning back. Like, we're doing what you want us to do. Yeah, we're dancing. Yeah. So, and of course, unfortunately, um, on, Mm -hmm. you know, a precious day like Valentine's and and eclipses bring so many weird things to light. Um, There was, of course, massive loss in Florida at a high school there. So, very upsetting, and our condolences to everyone really around the world because it's it's a heartbreaking thing when children die, um, regardless of the circumstances. And I, so I know it affects everyone globally. And of course, we send our most deepest, you know, love and support to the children and the families of those who um, are no longer with us and those who are going to have to figure out how to be here with us without letting that tarnish their well, life. Well, this brings more just for getting at those politicians. You need yeah. to send the message you to them. You know what I think about yep, that. So I have been I'm completely clear about that. Yeah, I agree. You know, just so there vote you out go. the GOP mm-hmm. and maybe things will get better. Why um, do we have to worry so much about building a wall? Why don't we right. try to take care of some guns yeah. and control them? Yeah, and mm-hmm. make it really difficult to, you know, buy some sort of That's automatic weapon, right. you know, just like so that a 19 year old doesn't can't easily purchase a very expensive, you know, machinery. But anyway, we all know my views on that. And maybe because this happened around an eclipse time, we'll be able to, you know, maybe that will help to shift things because eclipses bring things to light. And I know that our listeners don't need to have this brought to light for them. But there are other people on the planet. This is a very big planet with, you know, close to 7 billion souls in human form. So, um, of course, those souls 
uh, maybe some of those souls need to have um, a different perception so that we can make some changes here in the U.S. that positively affect all right. humanity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's why you're here. Yeah. Oh, thank you so Aww. much. It's, it's my pleasure Had to, to uh, you're so sweet. Heart. You're Big so heart sweet. Oh, heart. you're so sweet. So, you know, one of the things I get to do here on the show is interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those days. And it's actually perfect timing. You know, not that we wanted anything terrible to happen, but something terrible usually is happening somewhere in the world, you know, unfortunately. Um, but today I'm, I'm interviewing Echo Bodine. She's the author of What Happens When We Die? Uh, a Psychic's Exploration of Death, Heaven, and the Soul's Journey After Death. She's also the author of Echoes of the Soul. So welcome to the show, Echo. Oh, honey, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's just lovely to have you. You have such a great voice, by the way. I know you do podcasts because I... I've read your bio. I do it twice a month. Is that correct? Yeah, honey. Yeah. yeah. She's a bit of a veteran on the radio scene. Yes. Oh, we'll and that. you just have a great voice. I mean, I'm so happy that you're on the show today because you're just going <laughs> to love everybody and give them kisses and hugs. We're a little so starstruck. We're a little starstruck here. <laughs> so um, you're a renowned oh, spiritual guys. healer, psychic and teacher. Um, your previous books, The Gift, Echo of the Soul, and A Still Small Voice, you lecture wildly on intuition, spiritual healing, mm-hmm. and life after death. We've been running, actually, a commercial for uh, for you, because you're going to be um, speaking at CBAC for, yes, for the wonderful Edgar Casey Foundation. Um, and it's have you lectured at that facility before? No, I haven't, honey. Okay, no. you're going to, and I love that you keep calling me honey, by the way. Oh, um, good. I'm <laughs> I, I lectured there a couple years ago. All right, it is literally on the sea, you know, so you just walk honey? across the street and you're on the beach. I mean, oh, you, you can see the water from your rooms. It's like a stunning facility, yes. And they're, of course, incredible chat with the whales, people. all the sea Yeah, life. you can chat yeah. with the whales, yeah. yeah. And, just hanging out, and, swimming by. Yeah, and there's a coffee shop across the street, yeah. so you just walk oh over there. Gosh. I mean, you can get coffee in the facility, of course, but of course, you know, I like to walk out. And We stepped it up for you. We brought you all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they already had that for you. It's already there. So, um, so that is going to... You gonna... got me an ocean. You got yes. me a coffee house. Oh, and the rooms. Oh the rooms are spectacular. Oh, just, my God. You're going to okay. love it. I mean, I slept okay. very well. I loved it. And I'm a picky sleeper. Um, so, yeah, um, your retreat is March 9th through the 11th, The Soul's Perception of Life, Death, and Life After Death. Yes. And so, again, welcome to the show. And I just think it's lovely that you're here. So um, I know that I'm kind of like jumping you in kind of the okay, worst honey. area okay. of the pond right now. But so so how are your feelings about what, you know, what happened in yesterday's news since it's all over the news again this morning, of course? Oh, God, honey. I just think it's so awful. I, oh, man. I just... Ah, uh, you know, it, it, well, okay, you might see my thoughts. They're shooting out everywhere. Okay, no, of course you can't see my thoughts. Um, I can't okay. actually, but, you know. Uh, well, just imagine. I'm you polite. know, thoughts yeah. floating all over my office right now. Um, yeah. You know, what's interesting is I was thinking when I heard about it, I thought, oh, thank God my grandchildren are in Nebraska. You know, they're nice and Aww. safe. And, and my <laughs> son called yesterday, and I said, oh, honey, you know, so we were talking about the mm-hmm. guilt, and he said, yeah, we got a call. Two weeks ago, um, an emergency text that somebody at the school had a gun and mm. come and get our kids. It's like, what? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, I'm thinking that the kids are safe. He goes, right. no, mother, they're not safe anywhere. You know, when I heard the news, I was actually at my daughter's home holding my first grandchild who's three months old. And, of course, we turn, you know, we keep the, the news very quiet so the baby doesn't hear of stuff. Of course. And, and and the first thing I'm thinking, I do not want my grandbaby or anybody's baby um, know, to learn how to 
roll and hide from a potential. I know. And these kids in in Florida had already had, you know, um, what drills where they had to learn how to protect themselves, which is a good thing under the circumstances. Yes. We're grateful that they knew what to do. Right. Huh? Um, but, you know, so, so, you know, as a spiritual person or someone who works professionally in the spiritual world like you and I do, so spirituality is on our mind 24-7 pretty much. Exactly. Yep. You know, we have spiritual beliefs like, I personally believe that no one leaves this world until it's their time. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my personal, too. right? Right. So we have that going in, in our head. Like we know it's true. I can feel the angels just, ah, you know, when I feel that, but then we're human. We have yep. grandbabies right. and children and we love people. So yep. it's this interesting conflict where how do we help as human beings to change our history so that, you know, in our future, our future, uh. future history, and how do we also hold space for the lovely people who are crossing over and also all their parents in, you know, the community? Yeah, that's right, honey. Uh, you know, I, okay, you and I believe that we die at the time that it was meant to be. Right. And for these kids, you know, in all, in all of the, I was watching CNN last mm-hmm. night about all of the different shootings there have been at the different schools. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I mean, I... I forgot half of them. And, um, <laughs> Which is sad, right, that we I forgot know. them. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so I was sitting watching, you know, thinking about, okay, all these souls, they, I remember, I think it was Columbine. Right. When, it was one um, of the first ones that went, was so yeah, huge, honey, right? When yeah. I... I just love it that you call me honey, by the way, Echo. I know that's because it's just so, I, it's so, I can tell your sincerity in your voice. I'm like, oh, you know, because we've never oh. met. It's adorable. <laughs> Good. Um, but I remember checking checking in with their souls after yeah. Columbine, like, oh, right. my God, are these kids okay? Did right. they, what happened? And what I heard from my guides was just, yes, it was their time to go. Exactly. And they wanted their death to be impactful right. on Meaningful. society in right. some way. Right. And, um, uh, you know, it was interesting because, I remember specifically one of the kids mm-hmm. uh, stayed here on Earth the Earth plane. He didn't yeah. move on to the other side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing that I saw that was cool was that a lot of the kids that died, their grandparents were right there. Waiting for them, right? Yeah. And, and then them. they took yeah. them home, mm-hmm. you know. So it was really cool. But there was this one little boy that he just would not go to the other side. And he, um, I remember I asked him just a mental telepathy thing. I said, okay, why won't you go to the other side? And he said, I have to take care of my mother. I know. I think and, that's the uh, hardest honey, part. You know what? I checked in on him like, oh, I don't know, about a month later. He was still there yeah. at his mother's house. Yeah. And uh, and six months later, I checked in. He was still there at yeah. his mother's house. And, and then about, it was about a year after the accident that they said on the news that one of the mothers of the children had committed suicide. And I bet you anything that it was that mom. Right, right. She was so distraught. I mean, she just could not move past it. And um, so do I believe all these kids? Yes, I do. But but we can't uh, help but to to also, you know, be very um, aware of the fact that because we have family and we don't want anyone crossing over before we do. We want right. we want to be really old when we die, hopefully, and we want all of our family members to be alive and well before right. we die, right? And, yeah. and so yeah. we're no different than anyone else. We just happen to, like some people believe that 
you know, that, um, of course, immediately everyone goes to heaven right away and it's comforting for them and it helps them feel good. But, but it's true. Um, I'm sure that these kids will be hanging around for a while trying to comfort their family members mm-hmm. and, and, and their friends um, yeah. and all of those things. So I, when I was reading your book, I noticed that um, when you're looking at souls, for you mm-hmm. it appears like the person that you're seeing, you know, yes. the human form, but a little bit younger, <clears throat> yes. you know, um, and what else can you tell us about how you, you know, souls? They don't, they don't have that look of stress on the, on the faces like we do. And um, they don't carry the heavy weight of the physical body. So they, they just appear so much lighter. And, you know, I remember <clears throat> there's a story in the book about, and I'll talk about this at CVEC, that um, the, the first, you know, gosh, well, okay, I had seen souls before this experience, but I hadn't really grasped, I didn't know much about the soul at that point, and um, I was doing, okay, a friend of mine, her 14-year-old son had fallen 18 feet and landed on his head, and they flew him up to Minnesota Hospital, University Hospital, and she called, you know, they said, well, oh, it was so interesting, they, when I Okay, she called. I called. Slow down. <laughs> oh, um, she called, asked if I would do healings on him, and I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll be right there." Drove over to the university hospital. As I was walking in the room, the nurse was telling the family, "You might as well just put him in a nursing home now, because mm-hmm. first of all, he'll probably never come out of this coma. If he does, he will be a vegetable. They used that word back then, and he won't be able to uh, talk." Mm-hmm. Uh, Feed, you'll have to feed him. But you didn't feel uh, that way, did you? Again. I you, mean, honey, it was so, just this gruesome. Yeah, but you didn't feel that way. No, it was so yeah. interesting. Was right. I? I looked over at his mom and I said to her, um, "Okay, I got to go talk to God." And I and I walked down the down the hall of the hospital and I just under my breath I said, "Okay, God, did you hear what that nurse just said?" <laughs> and and this voice said to me, literally. Well, are you going to listen to the fears of the world, or are you going to get to work? Right. And I went, well, okay. <laughs> and okay, so the next day, I go over to the hospital on my lunch break, and um, I've got my, I've got I've got both hands on his body, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, he's just a mess. I don't even know where to start. But okay, so I'm channeling healing, and I all of a sudden I hear this. Would you please heal the speech part of my brain? I'd like to talk again. And I thought, oh my God, that sounds like somebody standing behind me. And so I just slowly turned around, and there he was this kid. Mm-hmm. This he looked. He. I mean, he. Okay, so he's in blue jeans and a t-shirt, and he looks just like this kid. Except I didn't really know it because the kid, his face was so swollen you couldn't even tell anything and so and I had never met him in person so I said to this this soul leaning up against the wall I said Mm -hmm. to him um relaxed and content and not stressed out and having fun and knowing that you can help him and say could you please work on my voice box because Ah. I need to let these people know that I'm not going anywhere exactly yeah I mean he was just like yeah would you you know no okay (laughs) and so I said to him who are you? And he said, <laughs> oh, I'm the soul that lives in that body. Aww. And then he said it again. He goes, you know, I really would like to talk again, so would you work on the speech part of my brain? And I, 
I, I was just dumbfounded. And I said, well, if you're the soul, how can you be out of your body? And he said, oh, we come and go all the time. And he said, when I'm out of my exactly. body, I don't have any pain. So I'm trying right. to stay out as much as possible. <laughs> Smart kid. Smart I know kid. Me, and right. I thought, what a cool, what a cool thing that yeah. the soul knows if it's out of the body, the body right. doesn't feel the pain. Right. Amazing. And that's probably why in a lot of, you know, near death, you know, accidents or however you want to term, determine that last word, you know, yeah. that, that because the soul is mostly out of the body or the whatever part of the soul has incarnated into this earth realm, the energy's out. And so even when bodies are moaning, it doesn't yeah. mean that they're in pain. You know, the body's, the cellular reaction is happening based on what we know from right. logic. But that right. doesn't mean that there's pain. I've experienced that many, many times with people who are close to death, you know, that okay. yep. they're not experiencing pain. Exactly, honey. The soul standing outside the body, just right. watching it. And so you helped his him get better? and Yeah, I mean, honey, we yeah. did. Uh, I went yeah. over every day during my oh, lunch break. Thank and you. that was when I was still a barber. And <laughs> You're a barber. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to be. Yeah, I love it. Um, but that's before I kind of came out of the psychic closet. So, um, <laughs> What was really cool, sweetie, was that, oh, my God, okay, so i got to tell this little story because it's yeah. so cool. Um, I had I was a barber downtown Minneapolis, and my boss decided to redecorate the whole thing, and he said, so you're all going to have to find a place to work for six weeks, and then and then it'll be done, and then you can come back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we all called the barber school, and we go, okay, I need six weeks, okay. Well, there just happened to be this lady on maternity leave, and she had six more weeks of leave, and it was at the University of Minnesota Barber Shop. Hmm, okay. And so I, I start there on Monday. Well, this whole experience happened the Sunday night before Monday. And so I literally, it was a half a block walk down to the hospital every day. Um, to channel healing to him. I mean, it was unbelievable. It, it, was, it was like perfect like, timing because it wasn't his time to go. So, that, you oh. know, I had the opposite experience. A, a dear family friend of ours, their son had um, a brain injury and he was in the hospital and I went to go see the family. And when I walked into the room, he was intubated at the time. I mm-hmm. heard him say, just turn around and go and take care of my parents. I don't need your help because. It, okay. Uh, he is actually still here, but he didn't recover. You know what I mean? I mean, not, yeah. right. And so, so I never, I mean, I, I think I, at one point, because the family asked me to, I did lay hands on him, but he said, no, go talk to my parents, you know, and they weren't really open for the conversation. And I'm not someone who forces people to believe in my viewpoint. Right. So, um, yeah. but he said, don't stay in my room. Don't hang out with me. He would come, his soul would come and visit me at home sometime. And he would call me Holly, which means aunt. He goes, could you please go talk to my parents? I'm like, I kind of don't want to hear my version. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, so, um, but he tells me that most of his soul isn't here, you know, on earth. Oh, really, honey? Yeah, okay. he's he's okay. spending time, you know, hanging out, but visiting his body while it's for however long it will be here. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So it's fascinating how our souls are just incredibly brilliant and, and super smart and know what they need. And yeah. it, in the beautiful story that you shared, you know, the universe worked ahead of time knowing, because the universe knows know. way ahead of time when someone's going to leave their body. It's not know, really right? a surprise to the universe. That's why grandparents may leave earlier or be perfectly healthy and have some yeah. accident occur so that they can, or other family members, so that they can be there to to, to welcome, you know, That's a family right. member. It's lovely. That's right. It's lovely. So, so, you know, you had this kind of... Um, 
lovely experience, and now you know that, oh, that's the soul talking to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's right, honey. And yeah. it was just, you know, he, every day when I went up there, I mean, he was in a, he was in a um, coma for, oh, gosh, he, he, I think, you know, I don't remember the timing. I just mm-hmm. remember that every day when I would go up there, I would just walk into the room, and I could tell his soul was in just by the body moving a lot and making sounds. And then I would see, I would just say, hey, Dale, it's Echo. And his soul would just Aww. out. And I'd say, okay, what's up today? Oh, I got a really bad headache. And I, oh, okay. Aww. And so, honey, this happened every day. Yeah, and it. by love the it. end of the six weeks, mm-hmm. when I went b- back downtown to the barbershop, he left the hospital walking and talking Yay. on it. Just I know. Perfect timing. I just and really, love I swear it. to God, that whole experience was for my benefit. I mean, <laughs> I it think it was so much. I think it was a joint benefit. You know, you may not have known that you had these abilities to the extent that you do, yep. and the universe was, you know, n- knows that you do. So they made sure that it was arranged because yep. it wasn't his time to pass. And yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people that you know they heal themselves because they're the ones who are making choices about their health, their well-being. Right. Whether they're conscious of it or not. Right. right? Yeah. And, you know, what I have found is in my work as a healer is that most people are not conscious at all of what their soul wants or their soul path. Right. Um, You know, I remember there's been a lot of people that have come for healing that, oh, boy, uh, (laughs) they're dying. Right. You know how we all are? I mean, our body is created to survive. And so when someone gets cancer or something else, right. you know, all of us, you can hear it in everybody. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to survive this. And, mm-hmm. and yet the soul has a different agenda. Right. And, um, so many times when people have said to me, when they come for healing, well, would you check in with my soul and see, you know, when am I going to get better? Am I going to survive? Right. Um, Am I going to die? Right. And so I always say, okay, now if I find out that you're going to die, do you really right. want that information? Oh, oh, yeah. I tell my clients, too. I'm like, mm, on the way we're going right now, I don't see a change exactly. in the vibration. And these are the things that I think will shift your vibration if you want to. But, you know, it depends if they, and and don't they say, well, no, I of course I want to live. Of course, you know. They yeah, just, honey, everybody, all of us do. Well, I mean, well, well some, there are cl- oh, I mean, on. I have clients who say I want to die and I go, sorry, I don't see that happening. No, <laughs> you yeah. know? I go, if you get happy, yeah. if you get really happy and you get your vibration elevated, you might die, but you're, you, you want to learn how to be a happy, fulfilled person. Yeah. And so you're so miserable yeah. you're not learning what you want to learn. And so you, you're probably going to live longer than me. Yeah, <laughs> and and so, yeah, right. those are fascinating conversations, aren't they? And I, I applaud the people who really want to know. I, I yeah. applaud that. Um, and, and so has that helped? Like, have you been able to get someone back on track so that they uh, could? Oh, honey, no, uh, yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah. and, um, okay, but here's what I, what I kept getting was the soul would say, um, um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is how I, no, I'm going to graduate in about three weeks, yeah. but please don't tell my conscious oh, mind because man. she's going to get all depressed oh. and I have things I want to accomplish. Oh. So, uh, I, and I've said to the soul, okay, well, what do I tell her? She wants to know if she's going to die. <laughs> uh, just tell her that I wasn't in the mood to talk today. Oh. Yeah. And I've seen that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Now there was one friend of mine who, um, he 
got the diagnosis that he had stage four all over his body. So he calls me and he says, uh, say, Eck, yeah, will you check in with my soul and and, and just, you know, tell me that I'm uh, going to make it? And I said, yeah, let me look, Denny. And so I tune in and his soul says, there's no way I'm staying here. (laughs) And he says, "Uh, I'm graduating in two weeks. And so I said to him, the soul, I said, oh, my God, what do I tell him? He goes, tell him the truth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. So I told him the truth, and my friend was furious with really? me. Really? Furious. Aww. And that was it. He wouldn't talk to me anymore. Aww. And um, and then two weeks later, he died. Oh. You know, I guess that those moments that I have those conversations, like, I, I must know when I can have that. Well, and he was your friend. You have to tell him anyway, regardless, right? He's your friend. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess cause the ones that I've told have been, yeah, because they want to talk to someone about it. They feel it themselves. Yes. You know, they know it's going to happen. Yes. And the ones that I don't bring it up, I'm going to tell you a funny story, um, you know, because you and I work with all kinds of people, not just people who are sick, right? We work right. with all kinds of people. Right. Honey. And um, so I had a client who, let's say he was a little um, unfaithful in his relationship. and it was, uh, yes. Right? And I saw that when I worked on him. And we talked about him. I'm going, oh, you know, and. And mm-hmm. um, his wife was going to come see me a couple weeks later. And I said to him, I go, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in that session. Uh-huh. You know, he goes, it's OK. It's fine. I'm like, OK, because I don't know if, if the cat's going to get out of the bag, because if that's what I'm inspired to say, I'm going to say it. He goes, right. he goes it's OK. Surprisingly enough, when she came, yeah. none of that came into my head. I even like completely forgot about it. So it's like her soul didn't want to know or whatever. I totally forgot the whole entire time was on a completely different conversation. And I was seriously before that moment really worried about yikes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least I was honest with the, the original client, like, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Are you sure you wanted to have a visit with me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Because so we do have to tell. Oh boy, that's yeah. an interesting. Yeah, interesting we've worked out great though. Have, but but I think what happens when you stay in alignment like you do with the the highest good of an individual, the right yeah. thing happens. The right things come out of your mouth, even if somebody's mad because your friend probably wanted to know on some level so he could start to prepare, and maybe he needed to get mad for a few days. I know, honey. To I just agree. Let it out of his body before he crosses. Right. I know. And you know what's cool is that the next day. Uh, after he passed, um, I I woke up to his voice yelling, "Echo, echo!" And so I, I opened my eyes. What? And he <laughs> said, "I made it." Aww. So cute. And he said, "Please tell my mom I made it." Aww. And so I started to laugh. I said, "Well, of course you made it." And he goes, "No, I made it." And <laughs> you know, honey. Afterwards, it occurred to me. He was a devout Catholic, and he was a bad boy. I mean, this guy, oh, God. And I bet you anything he wondered he if he was worried going to hell. if he was going to hell. Oh, my goodness gracious. So cute. And Maybe that's why he was funeral, mad, too. <laughs> told his mom about it, and she was like, oh, thank you for telling me. Aww. I mean, Aww. you know, I thought it was silly, but to them... That it's was real stuff. Very important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nobody goes to hell. You and I know that. It right. doesn't exist. Only right. in our own minds. And Earth is kind of more like hell than any other place that I've Amen. looked at. Um, so, um, Echo, you are an absolute and complete delight. I've so enjoyed having our conversation. Um, I hope that people, you know, go to um, your website or to the Edgar Casey Foundation and sign up for your wonderful weekend retreat, March 9th through the 11th. The Soul's Thank Perception. You, You're welcome. Of life, death, and the life after death. 
You are lovely, a delight, and um, have a great workshop. And thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. You're the one that's a delight. <laughs> thank you, honey. You're welcome. Have a great day in Minnesota. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. And while we're in our break, I'm just going to encourage all of us to send light, um, of course, to Florida and around the world so that we all learn from our experiences and change our reality here on Earth so that we can have loving relationships. Um, we'll be right back. With her signature wit and fearlessness, beloved psychic and healer Echo Bodine offers answers to life's biggest questions. Is there a heaven? Do we have souls? Can we communicate with deceased loved ones? Join Echo at the Seebeck Conference Center March 9th to 11th for a full weekend retreat where you will gain insights from her 40 years of experience as a psychic medium who has garnered a tremendous amount of wisdom from both sides of the veil when it comes to death and life after death. Go to arecbeck.com to learn more. Alternative Talk 1150 is like no other radio station. Here we provide a platform for the exchange of great ideas and positive energy. Our radio shows vary greatly, but do share a common goal of bettering listeners' lives. Perhaps you're ready to join our family of radio show hosts. Learn how affordable and rewarding it can be to host your own radio show. Call me, Eric Cream, at 425-653-1150. That's 425-653-1150. And let's discuss your radio dream. The Marie Manucherry Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Cherry Show. Okay, that's gorgeous music. Who is that? That's Justin Timberlake's You're newest. You're kidding. We say something featuring Chris Stapleton. So it's wow. kind of like, uh, you know, because Justin Timberlake 
came up with the roots of in Tennessee and the country roots. Wow. So he collabed on his latest album. It's, it's uh, Man in the Woods, I believe. Yes. Lovely. I got an official. Yes. Man in the Woods or Man of the Woods. One of the two. You'll find it. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's great because... I'm a, not a huge fan of like the crossover music mm. going from country to pop, and mm. he's going the reverse because I like it. I, I think it's something new. Yeah, I which... love soul, so you add you know some mm-hmm. depth to the music like that, right. where there's a lot of you know like anything with texture, mm-hmm. you know. So you add something like that, and I, I'm on board. So I'm going to yeah. be buying that album. Yeah. Justin's a great artist. Obviously, he's still going strong with yeah. all what he does, being an actor on yeah. stage, performance. And a and husband just... and father, Oh, amazing, too. right? Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Super in love with his wife. I know. Well, he should be. Oh, my God. Jessica Biel. <laughs> that makes it just a cute couple, though. Yay. And baby. Oh. Or so they have two. I think they have two now. Yeah, or one on the way or something like right. that. We'll check the Google. Right. Sounds we'll good. So who do we have on the phone lines? And, well, and I just want to thank everyone mm-hmm. for waiting. You know, like, I know you you called in before the show went live. Very patient. And we just want to say mm-hmm. thank you so much for waiting while we interviewed lovely Echo and um, Echo Bodine. And yep. she was super fun. We will definitely interview her again. I think that that would be a delight. So who do we have? Yes. Uh, well, let's give out the number 877-825-8828 for that. If you'd like to join us on the show, Kelly from Wyoming is going to start things off. Sounds like she has a question about her son. So great. hello, Kelly. Hi. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you, Kelly. How are you? And how's Wyoming? Do, is there snow on the ground? Or is there, are the crocuses coming through? Like spring happening? What's happening? Oh, my gosh. There is so much snow on the ground. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like. Um, blowing and snowing early this morning. We've I'm gotten a sorry. lot of snow. I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> I told you Punxsutawney Phil I, was right. And I'm only, yeah, right. And I'm only <laughs> saying sorry because I know that you're not enjoying it. You're like, ugh, I'm done with the snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm sorry. If it was over here in Seattle, I'd probably be going, yay, because I like snow. Bring out the air tubes. We're going down the hill. Of course, our, so, our snow disappears in like 48 hours. If and that. It, yeah, and it's like an inch. <laughs> you know? And everyone and, still freaks out. And we shut down everything because <laughs> yeah. we have like one snow machine per city, you know, so we just don't have. So what can I do for you today? Um, I wonder if you could take a look at my oldest son. He's 14. Yeah. And he has like this really weird lump on his upper chest. Uh-huh. Um, the right-hand side, yeah. it's almost like there's a rib out. Um, I've had it checked, and we're not really getting anywhere with it. Which is good. So first of all, okay. I just want to say that's good. To me, it looks very superficial. It almost is like fluid. It's very interesting. But does it feel like that to you, like fluidy when you touch it? No. it's Like I said, it feels like it's just bone. is just out of whack in But there. it's not. You know, so you've had it checked out. You went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. I th- I think there's a little bit. I think there's something in the tissues that's pushing out some skin. So. So why are you still worried about it since you took him to the doctor and you trust this physician and this phys- physician did a good job checking him out. Right. Um, I guess I not. Well, I assume so, but I don't feel like I got any answers. So right. I like. Um. Yeah, I feel like there is something behind there pushing them out. And, it is. Um, I feel like I'm there's a little bit of about. fluid there. So did they do an X-ray or? They, yep, they did an X-ray. See? Okay. So I just want you to relax about it. But but here's the deal. If it starts to, to get larger, then I want you to go back and make them do a scan. Okay? A scan? Yeah, like like an MRI or something like that. Well, I was really pushing for that. And then... Um, I think they thought I was a crazy mama. No, you're not a crazy mother. Of course, you you have to be the advocate for your children's health. You know, that's mm-hmm. the reality of it. You know, that's our jobs, right? right? But I just kind of, it feels superficial to me. So I'm not, 
like worried, you know. Uh, so does your son eat really bad? He eats terrible. Yeah. So this is what I think is happening. I think that he's having an inflammation response because he's a sensitive kid. Sensitive people cannot eat cruddy food. It just is one of those things that happen. The more sensitive you become, the cleaner your diet has to become. It's kind of like an elevation of consciousness thing. So mm-hmm. why don't you try um, working on his diet and talk to him about this and say, honey, let's see if this is an inflammatory response. Cause I think it is. That's what I'm looking at. But again, if it's changes, go back and demand a scan, right? Because okay. that would be the right thing to do. Okay. Right. So, okay. um, so that means for him, no dairy, I think he's allergic to dairy, actually. Are you still with me? Or are you upset? Or are you okay? No. Yeah, I'm here. Yep, I'm totally okay. taking everything you're in. I think okay. you're right. Uh-huh. And, and I would love it, but I don't think this will happen if he stops eating wheat. I would love that. But I don't think that's going to happen. And he's a teenager, and, and he's growing, so we want him to have nutrition. You know, we don't want him to starve. Um, and then the other thing, if the two things he could really get rid of, dairy number one, that means no cheese... Uh, no ice cream, you know, goat cheese, maybe a little bit, uh, and then no sugar because this kid eats way too much sugar. I think you actually have to clean out your pantry. And when you're shopping, don't buy stuff that's not going to be good for him. Okay. Because I know you can't monitor when he's eating at school or when he's eating with friends. You know, teenagers, it's a little challenging. But I think he's having an inflammatory response from the food he's eating. Okay, I will talk to him about that. Okay, and I'm concerned because he's just he like he, I I've had this talk before. Yeah, and yeah, it doesn't we don't get very far. But you have to be strong. Like you know, when my kids were growing up, luckily their father and I were on the same page about diet and nutrition. We just didn't buy crud for our house. Like we never had pop in our house unless we had a party. You know, we mm-hmm. we just didn't have food that was bad because I would eat it too. By the way, if there was a berry pie in my house right now, I guarantee you I'd have a slice when I get home, even though wheat <laughs> kills my stomach. So not having it around is half the work, okay? It's okay. really important. And then, again, if it changes, please go and have a scan just so I that will. we can be absolutely sure that that everything's okay. All right? Okay. Okay. Marie? Yes? Can I have you just check on me real quick? I'm, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I've <laughs> my eyes been twitching like crazy. That's stress. That is pure okay. stress. So try some meditation. Go get a massage. Relax a little. Try not to worry about your son. Okay? Okay. Thank okay, you so Thank much. you. Have a beautiful day. Yeah, thanks, Kelly, for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number. And let me go ahead and get this. Oh, I push the wrong button. <laughs> I do that. That's okay. Uh, and yeah. no stopping off and getting berry pies for Lisa. I know. That's, dang that's, it. Lisa needs to remember that. So. So <laughs> I love berry pie. Either. I'm trying to help you guys I just out. I love berry Valerie pie. Valerie from Portland, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, Marie. Hi. How are you, Valerie? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good. What can I do for you? How's Portland? Gorgeous, I'm thinking. Uh, a little overcast, but it's been really warm and nice. Yeah, the past we're week, a little so. overcast, We're too. about the same. Yep. Yeah. But, oh, so yeah. nice. What can I do for you? Um, so I'm asking about my uh, career. Uh-huh. I've been working with my husband at his um, uh, manufacturing company uh-huh. for a while. Um, I feel like my role there is kind of shifting. Well, and you don't fizzling. like it. You're not having I fun. Don't like so. it at all. <laughs> Boom. I, you know, I would love a career with something that, like, in a field that interests me. Well, of course. And, you know, and how I much feel time... like I've yet to experience well, that. First of all, your husband's got a great deal going on because you're a really yeah. good employee. You know, and, and of course, <laughs> it is the family business. 
But I think you need to fire yourself and find somebody else to do it, number one. And then go get a job someplace else. First, sit down and think about what really, really, really makes you happy. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what that is? No. How come you don't know this? This is like (laughs) so important in human reality. I guess I know. I know. I know some stuff, Uh but career-wise, I'm dumb. Okay. Well, well, actually, this is a good point. It doesn't matter what makes you happy. Don't think of it in terms of career or whatever. Focusing on the things that make you happy will help you determine what your career is. Like. One of the things I love still is books. Like, I don't have a lot on my Kindle. You know, I use it when I'm traveling or if I wake up in the middle of the night and I just don't want all the lights on in the house, I use my Kindle. But I love the smell of books. I love walking into bookstores. I like getting books in the mail. Little did I know that I would be a writer. (laughs) No idea. I'm still actually kind of surprised by that, even though I'm writing my second book. So just focus on what makes you happy. In that focus, the universe, because your vibration will be elevated, the universe will be able to deliver ideas to you. So okay. don't get caught up in, how do I figure this out? What is it? Maybe it's not this. Don't do that because that's mixed energy. Okay. When people have a career that's passionate for them, they're in high frequency. So the career knowledge, the illumination of what would be in your best interest is going to be in a high frequency. So your job is to stay in that high frequency and then it will be illuminated to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's your homework. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks very much, Valerie, for calling in. 877-825-8828 is the number for the show. We have about 15 minutes left. We'll just plow on through. Keep going. Great. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Angela from Los Angeles is calling. Hello, Angela. Oh, hi. That was quick. You got on. Yay. (laughs) That's how we work around here, girl. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Are you you a first-time caller? No, no, I've called before, but it's been a few years. Oh, well, so. thank you very much for calling again. We appreciate it. What can uh-huh. I do for you? Okay, um, I'm just calling about my my love life. <laughs> like if, what love life? No, I'm, I'm being yeah, mean, it, by no, the no, way. No, 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 really. That's the <laughs> question. Be, be, it's kind of how I feel. And actually, I can relate to it. I had a, a nice period of, I didn't call it nice at the time, where I didn't date, I mean, hardly ever. Maybe I went on a couple dinner dates for like, I swear, like six years, I did not have any. But you were okay with that? No, I wasn't at the oh, time. Oh, <laughs> you lied to me. You said you. No, were. I'm okay now about oh, it. Okay. But now I'm dating. I've been dating for like a year, <laughs> and having right, lots of fun, right. and and meeting lovely people, and having a wonderful time. So I can relate to the what the heck is going on <laughs> kind of thing. I, I'm. This is not what I ordered. But in reality, you did order that because you're trying to figure out what you want, and you're changing your vibration so that you can allow a a beautiful vibrational match to come into your life. And you cannot vibrate in the old stories that you had about partnership. You have to stop that frequency, which having a lot of space stops the frequency because you forget (laughs) about that vibration. Like, well, I guess I'm never going to date again. Okay, whatever. Right? Right? Yeah. So one of the things that I think is very important for you is to also stay committed to what you know would be in your best interest. No compromising. Zero uh-huh. compromising because you used to compromise a lot, wouldn't you agree? Yes. Okay. Yes. You, you cannot do that anymore. Anyone that you would compromise, you're fired from dating. You can't date those people. You can't, yeah. right? It's just not in your best interest. Yeah. I had someone write I, me on uh, a site that I actually like, and the person said, because we had talked about our kids, and he said something about, 
wow, how do you feel about having such strong daughters? I'm like, mm, this is probably not going to be a good dating match, you know, uh, in my opinion, because this is a person who's maybe slightly uncomfortable with women being strong and having strong roles. So that's not going to work for me. I'm a really strong person. So that's what I'm talking about. It may seem simplistic or because you're so empathetic, you go, oh, well, they'll learn. They'll figure it out. No, no. Okay. How people talk to you, the answers that they give you, they matter. Don't go in there and reinterpret the information because you're good at that. Don't do that. I do do that, yes. Take Uh people at their face value. And what I'm hearing is that if you start doing that, you are going to move very, very quickly in the dating world. So every single time you go, "Mm, yeah, no, thank you. You're going to go move on to a better experience, a better situation, a better you know match for you. Okay. Okay. No compromising. Okay. Um, I agree. Do you see anything coming up soon or yeah, on the horizon? I do. I'm like in the next oh. three months. Oh, hey. Yeah. So start feeling that you're person? dating. Huh? A new person or someone I knew? I know. I don't think it's someone you know. I don't okay. think so. But you know, I can't say for sure. But I, I feel like it's new. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. No compromising. Okay. <laughs> okay, or you're fired from dating. If you compromise, the universe is going to go, okay, she's not listening. She's just going to do the same thing. Let's keep her single for a little bit longer, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so You're much. welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Angela, for joining us. 877-825-8828 is the number. We'll stay up here locally. We'll uh, travel over to Seattle on the other side of the lake. Uh, yeah, let's have Anna. gorgeous Anna drive. has a great question about, I think, a grad school question. So, Ooh. Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, this is so exciting. <laughs> and is this your first time calling into the show? This is. Oh, um, actually, my mother had seen you before, actually, in a private session. So that's how I heard about you. Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. What can I do for you? So I just recently got into graduate school. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, that's wonderful. my dream. Um, and then just recently, I've kind of, <laughs> had more of an inclination to a different graduate program, yeah. more medicine-based. Uh-huh. And that's kind of always been my childhood dream. It was my dream going to, into college, and then right. I kind of just told myself I couldn't do it. Right. Can you so tell I'm me tr- what kind of medicine are you looking at? I'm looking at a PA program. So Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I do like that better, um, but I have an I do. I like that idea, but I have an idea. Okay. Have you thought about being a naturopath? Because you, oh my God. you're holistic. I mean, if you're going to spend money on grad school, why don't you just go to Bastyr? Or actually, no offense to Bastyr, but the energy at the port in Portland at the Naturopathic University there is really great. So I, I would, have actually looked into that program. Could you please? That's because here's the deal. You'd be a great PA. You'd be. I would love to come have you be a PA under any oh, physician. Thank you. I, really. But the reality is you believe in holistic medicine. So you might be annoyed. And, and of course, I believe in both, <laughs> right? I, if someone's yeah. breathing bad, we're going to give them IV steroids, stat, hello, yeah. right? If someone gets yeah. in a car accident, we're not going to do Reiki immediately. No, we're going to airlift them to a trauma hospital, right? Let's be mm-hmm. practical, right? And then we'll yeah. send the healers in after they're, they're all comfortable, right? Wow. So <laughs> I think you should seriously consider, instead of paying money for a grad program, um, of course, you know, naturopathic medicine, it is a grad program. <laughs> you have to yeah. have your BA to get into it, right? Mm-hmm. So consider the Portland School. I think you would be awesome, excellent, wonderful at it. 
great. And then you can work for, you can like work under an umbrella of a lot of medical doctors too, because their patients want to see naturopaths and they need people who will work with them cohesively so that they can solve problems together. Wow. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Congratulations. And then when you graduate, let me know so I can refer people to you. I would love to. I'll keep you in mind. Thank you. Yeah, please do. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thanks, Anna, for joining us. 877-825-8828. And I want to go to the graduation party. Yeah, right. That would be super Right? (laughs) Yeah. Luma from Portland, Oregon. Luma, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Luma. Yes, how are you? Ah. <laughs> I'm <Nessa>. sorry. <laughs> Does that say it? Yeah. I'm, I'm up my neck in crap. And <laughs> I don't know what happened and I don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. And I don't think, I think I maybe I haven't been listening to my yeah. guidance or right. I'm like, what is, well, what, how can I open the doors to well, something else and I get know. out of it? But see, here's the thing is you can't respond in that way. You know, one of the things that got me back into the dating world was not complaining about not dating, not speaking negatively about the people I've dated before, not, you know, being in victimization about relationships. So you have to do the same thing about your life. And this isn't just romantic. You know, this is a few areas of your life. Um, So you have to stop being in low vibration. If we're in low vibration, especially when your consciousness knows better, as soon as consciousness is there, the the low frequency return is really uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. the the universe goes, well, you already know, you already know that your vibration needs to be elevated and you still are not doing that. So we're just going to return that low vibration more intensely because your soul has asked for it. It's not like the universe just, you know, sets out to do that that way. So you cannot stay in, you know, you cannot stay in that place of, of feeling doom and gloom and expect things to be light and bright and delicious. I don't know how to get out of the doom and gloom right now, considering what's going on. But but it's not going to matter what's going on. I, I in other words, y- you could tell me your whole story, and everyone has their own version of their story of what doom and gloom looks like. It's going to come down to this principle: you have to stop vibrating in the yuckiness in order to con- to create. You have to. You literally cannot vibrate where it feels yucky and expect a different vibration outcome. It's impossible. That's the law of physics. I think Portland is trying to kick me out of Portland now. No, I, 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 just, I don't really know what's going on quite, I mean, because there's so many things. But again, you're blaming an outside source. If you uh-huh. move someplace else, unless you change your vibration, the same thing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So stop. Stop vibrating. Find something to be happy about. I don't care if it's your toenails. Go get a pedicure and <laughs> fall in love with the beautiful, you know, nail polish that they put on you. You have to learn to get happy, and then everything will change. Sorry. Okay. I, 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 there's nothing more I can say about it. You need to go get happy. Um, is there anything that's going to open the, like, am I Getting not happy. The right get happy. She just told you. Yeah, you got to get happy. So you can fight this and say, because a lot of people think, and so thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling. We're going to go to our next caller before we go, because people have been waiting so long. But, you know, a lot of people think that, no, I'm going to be happy when that thing happens. But the universe doesn't work that doesn't, way. Yeah, shows you, up. Right. You have to get happy first, right? And then all these opportunities and beautiful experiences come to light. Yeah, open the happiness doors. Yeah, open them, and then it can come through. And there then you, you can choose. Bingo. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Nels <gasps> from Seattle. I hope I got that right. Nels, correctly? Yes. yes. Woo. 
Yes, you did. How are you? Thank you. Great, Nels. How are you? I absolutely wonderful. I'm on the uh, Madrona Bluff above Leshy, looking oh. at downtown Bellevue. Love it. Cascade. You know how beautiful it is, and on and on and on. So it feels like a tale of two cities is going on here. I'm I'm ready on to make a move from Seattle to San Diego or Sedona, and I feel pulled to, to yeah. live in both places. Well, you, you know, know you've the, been I, thinking about this for a long time. I know you nails because nails is actually a client of mine. So you've been thinking about moving for a while. I have, and now that um, I made the transition, as you know, from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago almost now, that uh, I'm into this second life, and it feels like I can uh, help more people. Right, uh, if, as long as it makes you happy. So so which one makes you happy, San Diego or Sedona? Sedona, I, without then, question. Then there you go. That's your answer. Good job. Yep, exactly. Okay. Sedona, here I come. All right. Good job. Thank so you. So excited already. See you look. I know, right? Done and done. Ooh. We might, can we take an, another phone sure. call? Sure. Oh, my gosh. That was easy. Thanks, Nels. Make it Nell. happen. <laughs> Make it happen, right? Now, see, that's the difference. He knew what made him happy. And we weren't there. The, the, his happiness doors were already open. They're open. Just walk He's right gonna through go it. go find some cool house in Sedona and go hiking in the Red Rock. Boom. How wonderful is that? All right. Wrapping up the show today, we'll take Judy calling in from Seattle. Judy, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. How are you? We're great. Thank you, Judy. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I know. I'm I was going to say, eh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, because I just, this is the picture I get. It's like, you feel like a shovel of poo-poo got delivered into your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yep. you're, and you're just tired of cleaning it up, and it just keeps reappearing. More poop, more poop, more poop. It's like yeah. my, my cat yeah, Finney yeah. threw up twice today in the house. I'm like, um, really? Like, oh, could you do it on yeah. the hardwood floor, not the wool carpets? I'm like, really? Right. And it's so annoying. Right. So what are you doing about the poo-poo? Well, I'm not sure right now. I just <laughs> found some new poo-poo this morning. Uh-huh. Stinky, and, too. Uh, it's really stinky poo-poo. <laughs> so here's I what know. you have to do. You have to fall in love with the poo-poo. I know that sounds weird, but you have to fall in love with the mess. You have to see that it's beauty. You have to allow, get curious about it. Like, what is this poo-poo trying to teach me? And it, we're using poo-poo as a metaphor to Thank whatever. you for <laughs> acknowledging that part. Because you I'm just see, making sure. You should see the look on Benny's say, face. Please. He's like, um, this is baby poop? <laughs> I mean, because I like baby poop, but I'm like, yeah, he's so cute. He's adorable. So you, uh, ha- you have to get curious about the poop, and we get curious through love and appreciation and, and ooh, what is this thing trying to teach me? What am I wanting right. to learn from this? Start right. asking those questions. And I yeah. am guaranteed, because the universe is telling me, you're going to get a flood of information, because this is an eclipse. Today is an eclipse. I know. So, I know. So knowledge comes through, right? I need to be alert. <laughs> well, I just want you to, to get in. What is this trying to teach me? Instead of how do I get rid of this, what is yeah. this trying to teach me? Right. Okay? Right. Okay. Okay, thank you so much for calling in, and thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. We thank Echo for coming on live and talking to us about a very difficult situation and things that we're trying to heal in our country, and we're, we're kind of getting an F on it, but we're hoping to get a B or, or a... We'll try to clean up our own metaphorical poop. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to clean that up for sure. This country. Yeah, and this country, for sure. And <laughs> we wish everyone joyful blessings. Have a gorgeous day. Happy Eclipse. Have a wonderful Eclipse. Bye-bye for now.